welcome to episode 20 of Insanely Criminal. I'm Jem. I'm Ali. And it's extremely cold. It is. Isn't it's it? insanely cold. It's insanely cold. Our new podcast. Yeah. Insanely freezing. What is it, like minus seven? Feels like. I go by the let's, feels like. Let's check. When I woke up this morning, it was minus ten. Jesus. Celsius. Minus one. Feels like minus seven. Oh, what a joke. So we're sitting here with our cups of tea this week that are now cold. Mine isn't cold. <laughs> Mine is. <laughs> so what's been going on, Ali? We've been gone for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. recording-wise. Not much. Uh, we're still in a lockdown. Mm-hmm. So it's every week. It's deja vu. So we haven't done anything, seen anybody, or had any fun. Mm-mm. But I did tell Ali about this story that I saw on Facebook of all places the other day. And the headline is, expectant parents fired a cannon to celebrate their baby shower. It exploded. It killed a guest. Oh my God. (laughs) To mark the occasion, the expectant parents in Michigan fired a celebratory cannon as the small party stood outside in the snow in the backyard. But the plan went horribly wrong when the gunpowder inside the cannon exploded, fracturing its metal frame and launching shrapnel into the air. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, the person who died was 26. It went straight in his chest. Jesus Christ. One in, one out, really, then, isn't it? Uh, Making room. Well, yeah. Imagine that. Why would you have a cannon in your baby know. shower? How is that celebratory? Just have a cake or something. <laughs> Maybe they're pirates. A cake. Yeah. It's cakes or cannons. You can't have two. Yeah. Go for the cannon. Go for the cannon every time. So this week, will it be a long one? <laughs> will it be a long one? We I don't know. know. Uh, we're talking about Otto Warmbier this week. Uh, I said to Ali beforehand, when it's not really a massive crime, and she's questioned why we're even doing it. Mm-hmm. But it will all become clear if you've never heard of it. I think I remember it happening. It's not that long ago. I think Americans will probably remember it more than the likes of you and I. Are we ready? Are we ready to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so Otto Warmbier was born to parents Cynthia and Fred on December 12th, 1994, and was the oldest of three children. He was considered to be a popular student at his school, Wyoming High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Why is it called Wyoming High I, School? I don't it's in know. Cincinnati. I don't know. Why don't call it Ohio High School? Ohio Ooh, High. Ooh, Ohio High sounds good. Better, but we'll have to Google if there is an Ohio High. There Let's should be. So he graduated second highest in his class in 2013. He was a maths whiz. He played several sports and was also elected as prom king. I've never got this whole prom thing. Proms became a thing here when I left school in like 2001. But I don't think there's... Do they have prom kings and queens here, Ali? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Is it just like... I think like... they just have a prom at the end of year 11. Oh, 
God. What is the point? In, like, a wedding venue. Oh, God. I know the one, like, from a couple of years ago was at a wedding venue. Ugh. I never went to mine. Obviously. I'll probably go to mine. <coughs> well, I didn't. I was the weird goth kid, so I wasn't going to go to a prom, was I? What was I going to wear? Jeans. A t-shirt with 666 on it. <laughs> and probably be high as a kite. So, Otto eventually enrolled at the University of Virginia, and he was pursuing his degree in economics and commerce. Otto even did a foreign exchange and studied briefly at the London School of Economics. Otto had the world at his feet and he was itching to get out there and see some of it. He was due to fly to Hong Kong in 2016, where he would undertake another semester studying abroad. But he decided to stop off in North Korea en route. Well, why not? So I know what you're thinking. How do you travel to North Korea? After 2020, I think we all deserve a break. So if you want to go, I am here with all of your travel needs. (laughs) How to get to North Korea. Step-by-step guide. Uh, It's not step-by-step. but So there are a few tour operators who will let you book a package trip to North Korea. But Otto booked with Young Pioneers probably the most notable of tour operators and i think young pioneers also do trips to chernobyl (laughs) so so if you go onto their website they are advertised as tours who specialize in quote destinations your mother would rather you stay away from end quote what but on a budget it already sounds like a trip for me already So, some of the tours to North Korea on offer are Pyongyang Language Study Tour, nice, Victory Day and the Unseen DPR Korea Tour, which promises to give you a glimpse into everyday normal life in North Korea. North Korea is a highly secretive and censored country, so why would they let in tourists? Well, I think They, like, restrict how much you see, don't they? Oh, yeah. And then they give you, like, a, like like a mini city or whatever that's like always empty and only tourists go there yeah that's like a place in Myanmar as well where I really want to go to it's just intriguing isn't it (laughs) like the city's just empty and there's only tourists there because they won't let them go outside of there yes and no yes and no we will find out Maybe. Do you want to go to North Korea? We're we going to go on a little. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Passport. Let's be wild. Let's be bold. Let's Passport expires next year, guys. This could be my last holiday because I think something like this would happen to me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think they're going to let tourists in because their economy is shit. It's literal shit if you rethink about it. So much of North Korea outside Pyongyang is all prison camps and famine. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really there. So I've read somewhere and I've seen a couple of documentaries that if you go inside Pyongyang, it's full of people walking around like a normal city, except 
you might see the same people keep passing by every hour or so as if they're kind of hired to be there mm-hmm. to make it look normal. That's what Ooh. I've heard and that is what I could absolutely believe. I think if you sat in the same spot for a couple of hours, you'd keep seeing the same people. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, probably. Probably, probably. So, let before we go into Otto's story, let's talk about some of the secrecy behind North Korea. <clears throat> so, Ali, what do you know about North Korea before I um, go into this? It's a very, like, fascist country, isn't it? Very much so. Very um, much. They have to, like, bow down to Kim Jong-un and stuff. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. That is something that happens. Uh, can you imagine that? Like, um, mm-hmm. I was doing that for, like, Theresa May. Oh, I feel a bit sick. And, like, when sick. their ruler dies, do they have to go to the funeral and fake cry for him? Yeah, and we'll find out what happens if you don't do it well enough. <laughs> we'll find out what happens. So... Yeah, let's talk about how bad North Korea is. Uh, I always wanted to go there, but I'm never sure. Yeah. I just don't know. So you must be living under a rock if you don't know about conditions inside the world's most elusive state, North Korea. So North Korea, if you live there, you are controlled. And to me, North Korea is essentially a prison. You cannot leave, and if you try to, you will be executed. There's like no two ways about it. You don't have to have like written permission from people and stuff. Yeah, but imagine how hard that would be to actually get written permission Mm -hmm. to leave. So there have been a lot of defectors over the years. I watched um, one the other week about it, and it was quite interesting. But if you somehow manage to escape, the only places you can go are South Korea and Thailand, basically. Like, they're the closest places you can go. If the Chinese authorities catch you crossing the border, they will send you back and you will be executed. (laughs) It's just... Just let them in, China. Oh, no, they won't. They will not. North Koreans are conditioned to believe only what they are told. They often do not know what lies outside of North Korea, as they can only watch North Korean television. They have radios, but it's only set to one station. Phones do not make international calls either. So if someone from your family defects, you will likely never hear from them again and not even know if they made it out or if they were kidnapped and killed. That's like... Mental. Yeah, but it's like... I don't know. I, If you defect, how can you live with yourself? Not live with yourself. I mean, go for it, defect, get out of there. But leaving your family behind mm-hmm. would be so, so difficult to do. So, I just don't know. I think I would be very torn. Ugh. <sighs> 
so the documentary I watched was a Dispatches documentary. It's on Channel 4 in the UK. You might be able to find it on YouTube, but I'm not sure. So the, the defectors on this were from obviously North Korea and some were keeping in touch with their family by standing on top of high mountains trying to get a signal. So they were risking their lives just to speak to a family member that had defected to South Korea. And I think in one episode they hadn't heard from, uh, like they couldn't get in touch with their family in North Korea for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they've been killed, they've been caught and they've been killed. But then they came back on. Mm -hmm. And it was just, oh, it's just so sad. So some strange facts <clears throat> about North Korea, <clears throat> which we're all here for. North Koreans also believe that Kim Jong-un invented the hamburger, an amazing fact, and that North Korea won the World Cup. In other documentaries that I have watched over the years, I also saw the government will turn off electricity and cut water supplies whenever they like. Hospitals in North Korea are some of the cleanest you might ever see. There's doctors there, but for some reason, no patients whatsoever. What? Yeah, I watched a documentary, I think it was BBC years ago, where like a, a mole went into North Korea and was filming like a hidden camera. Mm -hmm. And they went into a tour into the hospital and everywhere was like perfectly clean, all this top of the range equipment, doctors, nobody there. Not one person there. Why aren't there any patients in the hospitals? Exactly. Why are there no patients in the hospitals? If you're sick, do you think North Korea care about you? No. <coughs> I do not think so. How'd they get the money and like the funds to keep up? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because it's a very poor country, um, economically. But Kim Jong-un lives in like basically a massive gold mansion. Uh, I think he's worth far more than we'll ever see. Mm -hmm. And so he's probably ploughing money into that though, isn't he? To make it look like a normal place. Yeah. Oh look, we have a hospital. Oh, you're gonna die. Oh, go outside. Oh, that's, that's tough. Get out, lad, get out. So if you haven't guessed by now, Nothing is as it seems in North Korea. And let's not forget, if you remember the death of Kim Jong-il, like Ali said before, you'll remember that if you do not mourn, wail, and cry enough for the death of a leader, you will be sent to prison. You will be. I remember watching them on the news when Kim Jong-il died. Like these grown men just like, ah, ah, like losing their minds that Kim Jong-il was dead. Inside, they're probably like, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. But they have to be like, uh, I think even if you travel there, they have um, a statue in the airport. And yeah, have, and they, you have to you have bow, to bow. To every time you go past it. Ali and I have an auntie and her friend went to North Korea. And my auntie told me that they did have to bow in front of this statue, otherwise it's basically get out. <laughs> so, but yeah, imagine doing that here. So 
lock me up now and probably Ali because we will never cry for a Tory unless it's a funny meme about how shit Boris Johnson is or Margaret Thatcher's death. Ali likes TikToks about Margaret Thatcher's death. Are we That's sent... not like a specific topic. <laughs> I've just come across some. We sent one to my family group chat. My brother thought it was hysterical. My mum said it was very bad taste. <laughs> So, to get to Pyongyang, typically you have to fly to Beijing, travel to Dandong, which is on the North Korea border, and travel to Pyongyang by train on a 24-hour sleeper train, which is how Otto would have travelled to Pyongyang on December 29th, 2015. Whilst in Beijing, he met with his tour group, which included 10 other US citizens, where they would all spend five days touring Pyongyang. They all gathered on New Year's Eve in Kim Il-sung Square, where they brought in the New Year together. Then, they returned to the accommodation they were staying in. I hate saying this word because I always mess it up. Yangakdo International Hotel. Ali, is that correct? I don't know, where is it? Yangakdo. Did yeah. I nail it? Amazing. Or Yangakdo. <clears throat> yeah. So it's the biggest hotel in North Korea. I mean, no surprise because <laughs> who's going to stay there? <laughs> and it's about two kilometers from the center of Pyongyang. It is also North Korea's first luxury hotel and costs around $350 per night to stay there. Jesus. So this hotel sounds out of this world. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. These are the amenities. So on the ground floor, you can purchase souvenirs from North Korea. Nice little fridge magnet, maybe a snow globe. We like those kind of tacky things. Mm -hmm. That's a tick for me. It also hosts several restaurants. In the basement, there is a bowling alley, swimming pool, sauna, casino, and a massage club. Ooh, I don't know what happens there. So it does sound really nice, doesn't it, Ali? You'd be happy to stay here. Yeah. Yeah, a swimming pool and a bowling I've alley. I've just read what's next. <clears throat> oh, have you? It's a bit creepy. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Giving me a bit of a creeps. Well, we have got the black window next to us. We like don't, getting the creeps. <laughs> don't start. So the hotel sounds absolutely amazing. That is until you look at the elusive fifth floor. There are a few videos on the internet about the fifth floor, so you can check them out if you want. It is off limits to guests and there is no fifth floor button on the elevator. You can go to the fifth floor if you are sneaky and use a staircase, but given what we know about North Korea, would we do this? I wouldn't chance it. I put me probably yes. <laughs> What, and trying to get, like, shot on sight? Do you know what? This is why I could never go to North Korea. I would love to go, but I have not got the personality for North Korea. The same as what we said the other day. We could never go to, like, an Arab country. Mm -mm. You're banned from there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How many countries? 72. Ali's banned from 72 countries. That sounds like quite a lot for a teenager, but she is. She will never be allowed in. I just swear a lot. 
and you're not allowed to swear, so I would be kicked the F out. So I would be allowed in, but I could get sentenced to death or get life in prison. Well. I think the minimum is like six years. <clears throat> it's not worth it for a holiday. No. No. <laughs> Fancy that being banned from so many countries at <laughs> such a young age. I'm just I'm just famous. They just they just love me so much. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> So, the fifth floor, which I would probably sneak up to because I'm a nosy, nosy bastard. It mainly consists of locked rooms and propaganda posters. The hotel says that it's just a service level, so for laundry and whatnot. But why would it be on the fifth floor? Why would there be no button for it? Even in a standard hotel, there is a button for staff to use for service levels. Trust me, I know I have ended up in a laundry room a couple of times in a hotel. How? How did you? How did you I get think there? I might have come back drunk and oh. I pressed the wrong button and I ended up in the laundry and I thought I was in the wrong hotel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's just basement business for me. A service level, that's basement business. You're not going to yeah. put that on the fifth floor. Maybe a you cleaning. Get that out of the way. Yeah, maybe a cleaning cupboard like they have on mm. every floor. A whole floor? I don't think so. I personally believe that it is the surveillance level of the hotel because I yeah. love a conspiracy. Don't they have like cameras in each of the rooms as well? Oh, yeah. It's all popping off in this hotel. So. Guests have also said that they've noticed the surveillance equipment to their rooms to observe tourists. Again, do they have like mics know, and stuff? I think they do. Um, I'd probably just start doing some weird stuff. Just, like, <laughs> do start you want to dancing? Show? Start doing TikToks. <laughs> do TikTok dances in the room. I don't think you're allowed to even have TikTok in North Korea. That's I'm, probably I'm guessing not. Mm. Well, not like a film them, just do the dances. They're <laughs> do, not going to know what that is. Do a silhouette of Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> this square head. This oh square my God. I'd pay big, big top dollars for that. So, let's get back to what happened next. It is alleged that early in the morning on New Year's Day, Otto went to the fifth floor and stole a propaganda poster that read, quote, let's arm ourselves strongly with Kim Jong-il's patriotism, end quote. Oh. <laughs> so, just bear in mind that it's just a poster. It's just a poster. So, a minor thing. I've lost count how many things I've stolen from a hotel. I think every time we go, something comes back. I think you've st you've stolen like like an amenity. I always ask for extra teas and coffees, and then I just put them. Yeah, in Yeah, I've bag. seen you steal the sugars, sugars, coffees, teas, hot chocolates. I've taken towels. I remember. I tried to take the kettle once. I was like, "That is a nice kettle," but it was nailed down. I remember <laughs> once. I think not long after you went on holiday, <clears throat> I like used a bag that you took on holiday. And there was like little bags of sugar <laughs> at the bottom of the bag. 
probably shower gels and soaps that I've never used. I like to clear for a laugh. I like to clear the hotel room out as I leave. Do the job for them. If it's not nailed down, I will have it. If I could take the chair out of a Premier Inn, it would be in my bag. Take a little tray that all the teas and coffees are on. Oh, I stayed in a hotel once, and there was a DVD player that you that was like not nailed down, and I almost took it. Oh my god! I think it was in Hilton. It's like I will have that. I will have it. You will be mine. I didn't bring anything home from Berlin the last time I went because of nothing worth stealing. I've never personally stolen something. What, from a hotel? No. It's there to be stolen, know, that's the I've thing. That's the fun it. in it. It's like, what will be here for me to nick? <laughs> the only thing I'll leave behind is the little cartons of milk. No, I won't take the little, like, caplets of milk. Ugh. We have them in work and they are gross. But let's get back to Otto. I mean, what I've stolen from hotels is much, much worse. <laughs> so, in North Korea, damaging or stealing items with the image of a North Korean leader on is considered to be a serious crime. Otto thought he must have gotten away with it. That was until on January 2nd, 2016, he was arrested at Pyongyang Airport whilst waiting to leave. There was a British member in the tour group, Danny Grattan. Danny Grattan. Danny Grattan. He's like a proper lad. Oh, like a lad lad. He's a lad, like <clears throat> lad on tour lad. Oh, no. He's like a Benidorm lad. Oh, no. Yeah. And this is what Danny Grattan says about the arrest. No words were spoken. Two guards just came and simply tapped Otto on the shoulder and led him away. I just said kind of quite nervously, well, that's the last we'll see of you. There is a great irony in those words. That was it. That was the last physical time I saw Otto, ever. Otto did not resist. He did not look scared. He sort of half smiled, end quote. Can you imagine be like, that's the last we'll see of you, mate? (laughs) Like, oh my God. guards being like, it's like he, what? It's like Danny, you're not in Ibiza. This is North Korea. You're not in a resort. <laughs> you're not in Dubai. You're not in, in Spain. <laughs> oh, a resort in Spain. Oh, no thanks. No offense if that's anyone's thing. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing it, but I no. wouldn't. It isn't something. Do you I'd know do. what? If I go on holiday, I don't want to be surrounded by British people eating fry ups and chips no. every day and reading the sun. I don't get why people like move to France and Spain, but move to areas of Spain where it's just full of British people. <laughs> or people who moved to Spain and voted leave in Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want the country back, Ali. God damn it. (laughs) So Danny was probably just joking around when he said those words to Otto, probably not knowing what would happen next. An official boarded the plane shortly before takeoff and told the tour group that Otto was sick and needed to go to hospital. Don't I think that was a little bit of a lie? Well. I'm guessing. Well. Give the game away. So some media outlets reported that Otto spoke to a guide from the Young Pioneers after his arrest. But this was unfounded and no one from the tour group spoke to Otto again. 
KCNA, which is North Korea's state-run news, said that Otto was detained for, quote, a hostile act against the state. Oh, how dare he go to that fifth floor? Oh, the biggest crime you could ever commit. But they refused to provide further details for weeks. A young pioneer spokeswoman said that there had been an incident at the Yangakdo Hotel. On February 29th, 2016, Otto spoke at a press conference. He read from a prepared statement and confessed stealing a propaganda poster from the restricted area of the hotel. He also said in the confession that he stole the poster for the Methodist church in his hometown and the Z Society, which is a secret society in the University of Virginia. So the funny thing is about this part is, oh, I stole it for the Methodist church. Otto was Jewish. Why (laughs) would he be helping the Methodist church? So that's uh, clue number one of the North Korean bullshit here. So the video is available online. Uh, It's not really easy viewing. He walks in with his head bowed and led by two guards. If you watch the video, I personally think the confession was forced, which is made clear when he says, quote, I have been impressed by the Korean government's humanitarian treatment of severe criminals such as myself and their very fair and square legal procedures in the DPR Korea. End quote. At the end of the press conference, he stands up, bows and cries and says, for your forgiveness, please, I have made the worst mistake of my life before bowing once more. So how are you feeling about this statement? He's impressed. He did not like that. High five. It said prepared statement. Yeah, that he had prepared. Oh. That's what uh, was reported. He had prepared this statement. There's no way they went, go wild. Say what you want, lad. Exactly. On March 16th, 2016, Otto was tried and convicted in North Korea's Supreme Court. He was charged with subversion, which is undermining of power and authority of an institution, under Article 60 of North Korea's Criminal Code. Evidence was given at his trial, which only lasted one hour. One hour, everybody, one hour. So the evidence consisted of his quote-unquote confession CCTV evidence, fingerprints and witness testimonies. The video allegedly showing Otto stealing the poster was also released by KCNA on March 18th, which was very low resolution and time stamped at 1.57am. It shows a figure remove the poster and then placing it on the floor. The video is on YouTube, so take a look. I don't think it's Otto. I think it was a setup, and it. I think it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. 
But what I noticed in the video, like both, like from his press conference and from this, if you look at the guards in North Korea, they wear like these tall hats. Mm -hmm. Well, when you first watch this video, unless Otto or the person in there has a head of about 12 inches height, <laughs> I... <clears throat> it looks like a guard to me, but... It kind of changed, it's very grainy. You would never say, that's also warm beer. Mm -hmm. You would never say it. So realized that it was too large to carry home, the poster. That's why he didn't take it. It's a poster. Yeah. And for this, he was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. Human Rights Watch called the sentence outrageous and shocking. 15 years mm -hmm. for taking a poster. What would I get for the crimes that I've committed in hotels? If Life. I think they might have cut every limb off. I just let you to bleed. Yeah. That would be your punishment. <laughs> You're taking too many shampoos. <laughs> How dare you take those tiny sugars. You're never going to use them. <laughs> but they're there for you. So on June 13th, 2017, former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, what a smashing name. Rex Tillerson. Uh, he announced that Otto had been released by North Korea. It was revealed that earlier on June 6th, North Korea officials told the US State Department that Otto had contracted botulism. Botulism. So it's like a rare illness. It's caused by a bacteria called uh, Clostridium botulinum. I'm very oh. scientific. Very. Oh, you know. I am. And he had fallen into a coma after taking a sleeping pill. Thank you, North Korea. Otto spent 17 months in a North Korean prison. And when he left, he was in a comatose state and was sent to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Doctors tried to determine what had caused his coma. Upon his arrival to the US, it is said that Otto was wailing, convulsing and jerking. He was also making inhuman sounds. His physician said that he was in a state of unresponsive wakefulness. So, a coma. Why would you call it that? <laughs> he was able to breathe alone and blink, but he showed no signs of awareness. He also could not understand any language. Medical records from North Korea containing brain scans showed that Otto had suffered extensive loss of brain tissue, which was consistent with a cardiopulmonary event that would have caused his brain to be starved of oxygen. There was no evidence of botulism and outside of his brain injury, there appeared to be no signs of physical abuse or torture and they couldn't find like any signs of healing fractures or anything like that. His skin was also said to have been in excellent condition, which would not happen if you had been bedridden for a year like the North Korean officials were saying. So if you're in, in bed for a year, you would be covered in sores. Your bone. 
mm-hmm. because he hadn't walked. Mm. It was it's crazy how quickly muscle wastes away. So I think that would have been a sign for me. Otto's parents did not believe anything that the officials from North Korea told them, which is understandable. He was beyond angry and said, there is no excuse for any civilized nation to have, con- kept, to have kept his condition secret and denied him top-notch medical care for so long. Which is true. Yeah. Very true. On June 19th, 2017, at 2.20pm, Otto died in hospital after his parents requested that his feeding tube be removed. He was 22 years old. His family thanked medical staff for his treatment and their actions, and also expressed their extreme sadness at the loss of their firstborn child. North Korea, however, said they were the biggest victims from Otto's death, and it was being used as a smear campaign against them. Oh my God. (laughs) So in a statement, a North Korean official said, although we had no reason at all to show mercy to such a criminal of the enemy state, we provided him with medical treatments and care with all sincerity on humanitarian basis until his return to the US, considering that his health got worse. So they're blaming the Americans. They're saying, he was perfect when he was here. Jesus. He died when he got to the US. (laughs) That's North Korea, baby. So the Warmbiers denied an autopsy as their son had already been through enough, which is understandable. Doctors did, however, speculate that his cause of death could have been a blood clot, pneumonia, sepsis, or kidney failure. Got a lot of options there. Yeah. Kim Dong-chul, who was a Korean-American businessman, was also detained at the same time as Otto, and claims he saw a white male, whom he believed to be Otto, being dragged across a hallway by investigators with his face soaked in water, which could have been the result of water torture during interrogation, as he had faced similar treatment himself. What do you think? Um, Would you like to be water tortured? What's water torture? They pour water on your face till it feels like you're drowning. Oh. (laughs) Standard, very standard. Not just for Korea. I believe the Americans did do it, may still do it. Oh. I don't know. Not like if you're a regular criminal. A regular. Like if you've committed a war crime or something like that, you probably will be water tortured. <laughs> so Otto's funeral was held on June 22nd at Wyoming High School with more than 2,500 mourners in attendance. In 2018, Otto's parents sued the North Korean government for the murder and torture of their son. North Korea did not contest the case in court, but the director of the hospital in Pyongyang reaffirmed North Korea's denial that Otto had been tortured. The coroner's post-mortem exam said his teeth were in good repair, 
Although Otto's dentist looked at his teeth and said that some sort, some of his teeth had been bent backwards. <clears throat> how, would, how would that happen? How would you do that? Well, he said it was consistent with some kind of impact. So mm. maybe like a punch. If you were hit hard enough on the face, your teeth could probably. Mm -hmm. I didn't know teeth were that pliable. Well, they must be. <laughs> I think they probably are. It depends what you're being hit with, I suppose. But I think many they spoke. Like there's a form of interrogation. Speak if you've got like, a good clamp in their mouth and. Yeah, but like if you've got like pliers in there, like I'm gonna yank this out unless you tell me you took that poster. Okay, yeah. I'll say it. We don't know. There was also a scar on Otto's foot, which shows he may have been subjected to torture. North Korea were found to be liable for Otto's death by torture. On December 24th, 2018, Judge Beryl A. Howell ordered North Korea to pay $501 million in damages to Otto's parents. Although it's unlikely that North Korea will ever pay the judgment. They'll probably never see a penny of that mm -hmm. money. So, what do we think really happened to Otto Warmbier? I think all it takes is a quick look into what happens to detainees in North Korean prisons. Even during interrogation. Many Americans have been detained in North Korea for acts such as unauthorised religious activity and leaving a Bible in a nightclub. <laughs> Why would Somebody... there be a Bible in a nightclub in, in the first Well, place? obviously he'd taken his own Bible and he'd left it there. Why are you getting a Bible <laughs> anyway? I don't know. Probably to piss off North Koreans. I mean, that's probably something I would do. Let's be honest. Yeah. I... It's probably something stupid I would do. Some Americans who have been detained and since released say that Otto would have absolutely gone through psychological torture, as this was and is standard in North Korea. Prison camps in North Korea are well known to be huge and can hold 120,000 people and you will live in horrendous conditions. Detainees will endure torture every day and even be beaten to death. The quote-unquote lucky few will survive on hunger rations. One detainee says he was questioned for 15 hours every day for two months. <clears throat> I mean, Jesus. that is... I think if I was questioned 15 hours for three days, that would put... Mm -hmm. that's immense pressure but for two months every day mm -hmm. oh. so I think that's likely what might have happened to Otto resulting in that false confession of yeah I did it Yeah, saying it was for the Methodist church mm -hmm. oh god some people say that Otto may have tried to commit suicide which is possible as some American detainees have also attempted the same. Otto had nothing to look forward to in prison, so this is plausible given the nature of prison camps in North Korea. Although, <clears throat> the Trump administration 
was always quick to say North Korea were giving Otto beatings. It's also important to note that North Korea used Otto as a tool for political gain, and also, to some extent, the US used Otto as an example of abuse in North Korea. I think that's very fair to say that, um, you know, this was all going on like 2016, it was all going on around the time like Trump got in and mm -hmm. like that campaign. Yeah. So, do I think Donald Trump would use somebody? Yes. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm glad we never have to see his face again. Have you seen Melania Trump is opening the office of Melania Trump and using like a presidential crest? <laughs> What is that? Go on, girl. No. Do you? No. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> you have no right. You have no authority here, <laughs> Melania Trump. No authority whatsoever. <laughs> so Fred and Cynthia Warbier will always be convinced that their son was tortured to death. Trump, now, after meeting with Kim Jong-un, after he shook his little hand... After this all the tiny little hand. back and forth of calling him little rice. Yep. Make your mind up. But this says to me that now the politics of it are over. Otto had served his purpose for the Trump administration. His purpose. His purpose. I think he was definitely being used by Trump. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what do you think happened? Do you think he was beaten? Yes. Do you think he tried to commit suicide? Probably. I think a mixture of two. I don't think he would come back in that state mm -hmm. and not have undergone some kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. I think that could probably put you in a coma. Yeah. So, the jury's, the jury's out. We blame North Korea. Do we blame Donald Trump for the hell of it? No. I mean, why Don't not? Don't blame him for it. Well, we can blame him for being a twit. <laughs> he, like, encouraged it. But he was used as a tool for Donald Trump's game and for Kim Jong-un's game as well. Uh, old little rocket man. Hope you're not listening, Kim Jong-un. And let's not forget that Kim Jong-un is not first in line. Isn't he? No, Kim Jong-nam, Kim Jong-un's older brother was first in line to be supreme overlord leader. Supreme overlord. After Kim Jong-il's death, but Kim Jong-un had him assassinated, so he gets the throne. Oh my God. That is what happens. Did you also know, I read an article about this a few weeks ago, Kim Jong-un went to a private school, oh, somewhere in Europe. I want to say... Switzerland? Switzerland? Yeah. I think it was like a private school for like dignitaries and their families. So he went there and he was there under a false name. But look at the pictures. Google this. I can't remember the full story. Look at the pictures and tell me that's not Kim Jong-un. And there's like a picture of him and he was obsessed with America, everyone said. And he had like massive posters in his room of Michael Jordan. 
and apparently he was very good what at basketball. Did I Kim Jong Un. Of London. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely him. See, show me. That's him, isn't that's it? Definitely him. Where did he go to private school? Switzerland. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, imagine like such like a liberal country. Kim Jong Un. His name was something like Pan something. Oh god, that's what his like code name was. Code name. His secret name. So that was the story of Otto Warmbier and the madness of North Korea and the Trump administration. <laughs> was it a good crime, Ali? Was it a good crime? It wasn't really like crime, was it? Oh, it's interesting well, it was a crime though, isn't it? That North Korea committed. But... North Korea is a crime. I would still want to go there, maybe. I don't know. I think I'd just be too on edge and I'd like mess up because I'd be so nervous. <laughs> I'd probably stand like, in the square. Oh, but I'm getting shot and then I'd well, get like, imprisoned. See, that would happen to me because I get nervous in airports thinking that I've got an actual bomb on me. If I get nervous, then I start making jokes. So I think I would be like arrested. Yeah, probably. Okay, we're not going to go to North Korea. I'll wait until Ali and her brother have left home and started their own lives. And then I'll go to North Korea and they'll probably never see me again. <laughs> Send your postcard. <laughs> it's actually really cheap. This young pioneers tour is something like a thousand dollars. Does that cover like the hotel? Hotel. That's everything. Yeah. You that's travel. Oh, it's cheap. Yeah. We. I think I should do it. I think I'm, I'm like too food old. And everything, or... I don't know about that. I'm assuming it's cheap. So, that's it. We still haven't done any of our bonus episodes with the films. So no. I might make Ali watch Scream this week. No. It might happen. No. I'll get you some popcorn. No. Mm. Okay, what film are we going to watch to talk about? Watch like any? No, it's got to be like horror or crime. The Shining. You haven't seen The Shining yet. Mm. Ali won't watch The Shining because of the old woman in the bath. I don't know that that's all that's there. That is basically all that's there that you won't like. And that's it. Absolutely not. We're not watching it. On that note, I hate clowns. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.